In the early 1900s, Ellen White had a vision of a council meeting. One in authority stood before the meeting and presented a map to the participants. On that map were small jets of light. Each stream of light represented an individual who responded to the gospel. Soon, the entire map was lightened with these beams of light. Today, we'll be visiting an OCI ministry that is endeavoring to make that vision a reality. As Ellen White continued to watch the vision, she gazed upon that map lightened up. Unfortunately, that map was soon replaced with one covered in darkness. The darkness represented individuals who refused to reflect the light that had shone upon them. The Lay Institute of Global Health Training, or LIGHT for short, was born with the vision to train medical missionaries around the world. These missionaries would carry the light given to them to others, and this way they would share the message of God's love with a darkened world. Back in the year 2003-2004, when I was serving as a vice president at OCI, I got a call from a friend from Germany who had been very active in Central Asia supporting gospel workers and he said, you know, because they're only using the gospel approach, they're having trouble getting good studies. And we need to do medical missionary work. Uh, having used medical missionary work in many different countries, that surely, as God said, it would work in all countries. It would work in a moderately Muslim country as well. So I went to some of the leaders in ASI and I said, look, we'd like to put together a team. We'd like to put together some funds. And some of these brothers thought about it and they said, why just do Central Asia? Why don't we try a pilot project in several different kinds of countries, maybe an African country, maybe a Western European country, and a moderately Muslim country. And so sure enough, they came through with some funding and we put together a pilot project. And when the six months was over, it was exciting to see the change that had developed in the student body that was there and that it was making a significant difference in the ability of their workers to reach their population. There's a huge need in the world for, for lay training and, and medical missionary work. Ellen um, White calls for every church member to take hold of medical missionary work, but as I've traveled around, I notice a lot of lay members don't really understand what medical missionary work is, so we offer a four-week intensive. We call it the Essentials of Health Evangelism. And uh, it's, a, it's a full month commitment. We do classes all day, but we get the church members active in, in outreach while we're working with them. So we're both doing theory training. We're also doing hands-on training, teaching them how to go into the community and do health expos, door-to-door -door work, cooking classes, and teach them that evangelism is really a cycle. It should be going on continually, building contacts, relationships with people, and that the health message is really the, the, the best way to reach people. You know, we'd like to see that, that Seventh-day Adventists are known as people that live healthy and have a really great message to share about how to live better and prevent disease and even reverse some diseases. The local church can be a, a powerful tool in the hands of God to effectively reach any community. 
when you incorporate practical health evangelism, the church becomes alive and dynamic and it just, it just integrates with all the other departments of the church and it makes it a powerful place to be. Our primary emphasis is in developing new training programs. In Asia, in Africa, in South America, Central America, we're working to develop permanent training schools that, that could be used to provide medical missionaries to work in, in their country and in other countries. And so we help to establish these schools. It's very hard when you're trying to start a school to develop your own curriculum. And so we have a team of health professionals and experienced missionaries that um, refine, research, keep our material up to date. We have our core curriculum for our essentials course, which is our shorter program. And then we also have a curriculum for our longer six-month course. We work with lay groups, we work with churches, unions. If anybody wants to start a lay training school in medical missionary work, we're there to, just to help. They can use our material and we don't charge anything for it. We also translate our material in local languages. Another thing that we do to help establish projects is by recruiting missionary teachers to come help. We have a network, a growing network of medical missionary teachers around the world that speak multiple languages. We do what we can, but we don't run and we don't control and we don't, we're not on their board. We're just only there to assist. In this kind of work, you can get so wrapped up and so busy that it's hard to find time to develop your, your project. So we are, we are in the midst right now of developing advanced training programs. Um, we have an excellent one-year advanced course that we're, that we're developing. We also have floor plans for helping projects develop lifestyle centers business plans for developing restaurants, agricultural plans for developing the farm project. We, we really believe that our school should, should follow the blueprint of education, that, that the students not only have a theoretical training, but also a practical training. And so we emphasize a half work, half study day with the, with the students. So we have different plans and models that institutions can use to develop their industry and get their students involved and engaged in, in practical work. What makes light unique is that it works not only to train individuals, but it also gives them an opportunity to network with other like-minded people from all around the world who have received the same type of training, the same type of background, who are doing the same type of work. Light is more than just training, it's actually a network, a body of like-minded individuals focusing on the same direction, same goals. We have graduated um, over 6,000 lay members in the last five years. And this network of graduates stay in touch with us. And when an institution is in need, through this network, we're able to hopefully fill those needs, staff needs, missionary needs. In somewhat of a sense, we're kind of a medical missionary accrediting body that we look at curriculum and say, well, yeah, this is, this is definitely close enough to what we are, are teaching in our schools. So somebody knows what to expect when they get a light training because all of our affiliate schools have a certain level of congruency. A graduate student from Nigeria could link up with a graduate student from South Africa and Zambia and those three could come together and work to establish a new school in Tanzania. They'll all be on the same page because they've all been taking the same training. And it works like that in Asia too. So graduates from the Philippines and graduates from Indonesia are working together to start a school in Cambodia. And so we realize how important our curriculum is. So we get feedback from all of our schools. We're constantly trying to improve it, revise it, and make it the best that it can be because we want it to be, you know, um, a blessing to everybody. I have been so blessed as I have been traveling around 
the Caribbean, Central, South America, to see the hunger that people have for preventive medicine and to put into their lives the simple principles given to us in the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. It opens the doors for spreading and planting the seeds of the gospel. I've seen so many cases where individuals received healing. People's lives were changed physically and then they gave their lives to the Lord as a result. Light is also working in the United States. Um, really, we want to see um, uh, an expansion of medical mission work here too because the health message not only works in the third world, it works very much in the first world as well. You know, North America still is, is, is a pretty big mission field. Uh, it's thought to be one of the most religious countries in the world, yet uh, church attendance is just plummeting. If you look at the Gallup polls, Pew Forum, you find that people aren't really going to church or, or saying that they're involved with religious organizations any longer. Um, and so the idea is, is we need to do something to reach out to the people who are interested in spiritual things. That they, they say we're interested in being spiritual but not religious. And I, I, can, I can think of no better way than health evangelism. You're meeting felt needs and going over to unfelt needs in a, in a very seamless manner the way Jesus did it. Church training in the United States I think is so important and it's so easy in the U.S. to, to get complacent get wrapped up in our jobs, wrapped up in, 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 in earning money and developing our lives and yeah, helping out in church a little bit but not in any real significant way. But we, we want to inspire church members that they can even at their jobs make connections, have it always in their minds that, that they're soul winners. We've had churches take responsibility for a project and, and raise money for it. It gives a revival. When we get involved in foreign missions, it also helps revive our churches at home. Some of the OCI projects that we've worked with are in the Amazon, in Brazil, in Norway, in Africa. One of them that really comes to mind is Vida Internacional in Honduras. In 2007, two, two young guys came in, into our office and said, we want to start a project in Honduras. And uh, is there any way you can help us? And so this is right when light was, was taking off. I said, well, I think we can. And so we came down to Honduras. We did a one-month school with them and we had our material translated into Spanish and they used it and the school grew and we helped find a couple missionaries to go down and help teach at their school and it's just amazing to see how God has blessed that project and in such a short time the project grew and developed. There are many people out there that don't know Christ and so the main objective of the ministry is to somehow satisfy some of these needs that these people might have that they might see that there's a God out there that cares for them and that they might eventually come to Christ and also be motivated to, to bring that which they have received to, to others. The primary goal of the school is to hasten the second coming of our Lord by providing the world men and women of God who are able to lead in, in medical missionary work. Another example is in Brazil, Brad Mills with the Amazon Lifesavers Project and uh, he's been sending Bible workers out to reach these people, people that live way back in the jungle there. Some of them don't even speak Portuguese. Through talking with him, I, uh, I realized and he also agreed that his Bible workers didn't have much training. So we sent two graduates down and conducted a, a one-month school with Brad and started to stir some interest and he could see the vision of it. 
One of the biggest needs that we have seen in the interior of the Amazon is more Bible workers, more trained people that would come in and be able to use the health message, education, training, and really teach the people uh, basic doctrines and study in, in, of, of the Bible. In January, we actually did our first one-month light course. We had some light um, leaders come down and we were able to take 10 of the jungle people that we had worked with, that we had done medical work and evangelism in their communities and did a one-month light course. And it was so exciting. And we had such a success that we're, we're actually wanting to implement a full-time light course training jungle people. We're working with our local union office of getting all the details ironed out right now. We hope at the beginning of this coming year to start a full-time light course where we can be training um, river people, bring them in, put them to a training, and then have them back out in their own villages or to go to a new village and start doing medical mission pioneer work in the, in the jungle. They've got graduates now that are getting a more solid training, and now instead of just going out and trying to share a few Bible studies, they're coming into these villages offering health work, health education, and once that relationship is developed, they'll be church planting and furthering the work in, in that area. So it's really exciting to see this network growing. You know, it's almost like a wheel within a wheel that you see somebody from Norway linking up through us somehow and going off to Honduras or Dominican Republic or, or somewhere else. Currently, Light is holding training programs in over 25 countries around the globe. Their aim is to see these short, one or six month courses blossom into full-time ministry. In a moment, we'll visit one of these new ministries active in the Philippines. When you think of missionaries, what do you picture? For many people, the image of a doctor, teacher, or pastor in a remote country comes to mind. But the truth is, God needs people with many different skills in His work both around the world and close to home. At OCI, we're passionate about helping to connect mission-minded people with our network of more than 80 ministries. Each project aims to share the gospel in practical ways, and they need skilled workers of all types. Mechanics, gardeners, cooks, and designers, just to name a few. And of course, they also need teachers and doctors. If you're interested in serving at an OCI ministry, visit our website for a list of current opportunities or call our office. We'd love to talk to you. Fitaway Foundation is a light school located in the northern part of the island of Lusan. It is currently home to 50 students, all of them eager to catch and reflect light that comes from God's Word. We run two six-month sessions every year, which starts in January to June and then July to December. And students from all over, normally coming from our one-month schools, come. These one-month trainings are more of a filtering process where students already learn the basics of medical missionary work. And when they get here for the six months, they get refined. So their character is being molded in this place. We live here pretty primitive. We live in huts and in an environment where we do not have electricity. When we first arrive here, the campus is really just like a forest, a jungle. And I grew up in the city. There's no 
electricity, water is really hard during those times. And there were several months when we were staying in tents. And now we're still here. We're still here serving the Lord. Here in our place, we have work education program where our students go out in the field every morning. We teach agriculture here, cooking, and also construction. And it becomes balanced because in the afternoon they sit in the classes and we teach them what it is to become a medical missionary. They learn the practical things of life. They learn farming and not only the mere farming, but they are learning humility, especially the students who came from comfortable life. We have three kinds of students. One that is paying, they pay for the program. One is step out of faith students, and one is working students. Our working students are the one that keep the agricultural program going, and that's where we get additional income. The step out of faith students is when they don't have any money, but they do come because they believe they come because they're called by God. And they're here, and their faith is truly tested. And we try to find sponsors for them. Somehow, the Lord provides. The Lord takes care of all their needs. Right now, I had so many struggles with my family because they are questioning me why I am here. Why not go and work to earn your own money? They, my father told me that, but it's not money that I am looking for. It's the peace. I went here saying, Lord, I may not have everything, but just use me. Um, usually in the morning and in the evening, we have our worship and I thank God for giving me the privilege to do the opening prayer, um, to lead a song service, and to share some messages. In the Ministry of Healing, page 248, to those who surrender their lives to His guidance and to His service will never be put in a position where God has not made provision. That's the promise of God that I am really holding on right now that though there are many struggles that I am facing every day in my teaching, He will be there um, wherever I go. We're nearing at the end time already and He's coming very soon and I can't wait to see Him face to face. And while they're equipping us, while God is equipping us, teaching us a lot of things, I, I believe that God is preparing us for a greater work. And I'm so excited to, to see many people going back to Christ. I pray that it's not just me, it's not my classmates here in this training, but I pray that before God comes, everybody will be involved in this anti-movement. It is in this place that I can hear God so vividly. He's really talking to me in the books that I read, from the Bible, from the books of Mrs. Ellen White. And about the staff, um, I really love the way they treat the students. I really feel at home in here. It's like a one big family. When students graduate from this place, we want them to keep working for the Lord. And these different ministries that we have, 
they go there and relieve the ones that are there. Also, some of these students are acquired by AS. Also, some of these students by local churches as Bible workers. And this is where they truly grow. Because I believe there's only two things we can take to heaven, our character and souls. By them going out and really tasting and seeing how good God is that develops character. As we know, we need to be self-supporting. That is biblical. And we have a few income generating ventures here in our, on our campus. One of them obviously is agriculture. We also have uh, vermiworms where we do organic gardening and we sell the castings of the worms as fertilizer. Also have mushroom farming. We're averaging now about six to seven kilos a day. We plan to be 50 kilos per day or we sell to the outside. We also have bakeries. We have four currently running at this point in different parts of the Philippines. Down the hill, we have a bakery. And in the morning, they are selling this into the community. And the community loves this bread so much because first, it's healthy, the same price with the other breads. And second, the missionaries who are selling these breads are very kind, friendly. They introduce themselves as medical missionaries. And at the same time, they are offering a prayers to those families who are in need, who needs encouragement. If our medical missionaries will be able to see some individuals who are sick in the family, then in the afternoon, they went back to that family. They treat them with simple remedies. And somehow that paved the way in order that they will get the confidence of the family. And then later on, they could start a Bible study with the family. Aside from the bakery, we also have a jeepney ministry. It started from one, and then the Lord gave us second jeepney. Then we now have three jeepneys, and we call them the Three Angels Message Jeepney. You know, Spirit of Prophecy says you need a way to go to the city. So we pick up passengers, it becomes a ministry. They get on our jeeps and they get a track, and also they get, they get to listen to godly music. Every time that they give their fare, I told them, wait a minute, mom, I have something for you. Not only pamphlets, but I also distribute great controversy books, Steps to Christ book, once a day. So it's a beautiful ministry. Now we have equipped our jeepney with religious music. So it's very different because the moment that they enter into the jeepney, sometimes they've been hearing worldly songs, but this jeepney is a very different, a very unique ministry. The Holy Spirit is working even in the lives of our passengers. Our relationship with the church is very good. We have the full support of our mission president, our union president, our district pastors, because we work with them. We run a 24-week program, 12 weeks they're with us, we train them. Uh, how to do health talks, how to preach, how to do Sabbath school. And after 12 weeks, during the weekends, we did deploy them to different churches. Because of our pastors having 17 or 20 churches, the work of the pastors gets easier because now we're helping. We encourage the churches to have a Vesper service. We encourage the students to be in charge of Sabbath school. 
divine service, AY programs, and in the afternoons they do visitations, massages, hydrotherapy, and Sundays we encourage them to do cooking school. So the whole church is involved. Every weekend they go and have service in the church, help in evangelistic crusades. And we are really convinced that the health message which is being uh, taught here is the right hand of the gospel message. I was asked to uh, conduct an evangelistic crusade in one of the towns up north. And I asked who will be preparing the ground. And when they told me that it is the Better Way Foundation and the Light, I was so at ease because I know that God will be using them. And truly, God used them in breaking the prejudice among the people. And praise the Lord, during that crusade, there was a reaping for a two-week crusade. We have more than 70 souls that were brought to the foot of the cross. This morning, we had groundbreaking. And that has been a dream fulfilled for us because we've had this vision of a lifestyle center. Here, we can integrate what we have learned and put it where people will come. It will be a monument of how God can transform a place like this into a place where His name will be glorified. This is our prayer and this is our hope. Jesus can come the soonest. That is the reason why we are here. The people that encompass this organization are godly men and women. They are the ones that's helped moving the work because I believe humble people is needed in the end time. You know, if it wasn't for the core beginning relationship with OCI, Light would not have had such an opportunity to grow and develop. Light is working with so many OCI institutions. When the OCI institutions that, that have medical machinery training courses really united together with this Light project, this is when it really helped to expand the work. And now, when we work to develop a new project, let's say, for example, in the Philippines, you know, we want to see these projects become OCI ministries. So Light is getting in the front lines, trying to break new ground, starting small with short training courses, build it to a six-month course, try to develop a, a team there that can set up their own uh, nonprofit organization that will work with the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And then once they're established, and after about three years of Light's involvement, we like to see that they're, they're standing on their own two feet. We encourage them then to become OCI members. And then that way they can see even a broader picture that there's, there's 100 ministries in the world that are also engaging in this similar kind of work. And so we fellowship together at OCI retreats. And, and usually at the OCI retreats, we have some little Light subgroups meeting here and there. And it's, it's excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to the one in Africa because all of our Light schools are gonna be coming into the OCI retreat there and we're going to be networking and planning and, and, and seeing who else we could work with. And so it's very helpful you know, what OCI provides. From the Philippines to Honduras, from the United States to Africa, the team at Light is pursuing their vision of training medical missionaries worldwide. Their reason for existence is to equip the chosen to respond to God's call. You can be a part of fulfilling the vision of surrounding this dark world with jets of light. If you are interested, you could host a light school or take part in one of their training programs or make a contribution to their various needs.
If you would like to support the expanding work of OCI and our ministries around the world, please visit us at outpostcenters.org or call us at 423-236-5600. You can also find us on Facebook at OCI Connects. For OCI Reports, this is Stephen Grabener.